Pilots League Hour, brought to you by LMP Radio Network and the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches. A fine organization, we invite you to visit us at www.associationofspiritualchurches.com, I think. Look us up. Check with us. Tonight we're going to talk about uh, summoning and evoking uh, spirits, guardian spirits, and uh, very interesting guardian spirit of the spiritual church, Blackhawk. So come back and talk to us in just a minute. Thank you. Some of us are, and we have a few people logged in to our chat room, and you should come and check our chat, chat room out. There's usually some interesting dialoguing going on there, and for those of you who may not know, this is the Crystal Silence League Hour, and we are the Crystal Silence League, an organization that was originally founded in 1917 by Mr. Claude Conlon for the purpose of distributing, disseminating, and projecting positive prayer and affirmation for all those in need of such. And you can visit us at www.crystalsilenceleague.org. We are a vast network of organizations, including the Association of Independent uh, Readers and Root Workers, the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, Hoodoo Psychics, and the Hoodoo Heritage Festival, which is coming up in April, and you should check that out and register early, get a discount. There will be many readers there from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, and the, and the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches. It's hard to say all that at once, by the way. And readers from Hoodoo Psychics. And I, your humble reverend, John St. Germain, will also be there. I'll be presenting a workshop on lithomancy from my new book, uh, which we haven't titled yet, but is about lithomancy. Uh, many exciting innovations in that field, and I will be doing readings there as well. And uh, look forward to seeing many of you there, uh, hopefully all of you. I'd love to see all of you there, everybody that listens to the show, all ten of you, <laughs> or however many of you are out there. Uh, speaking of uh, all that, we can look at our crystal of the week here in a minute, and we'll get to our prayers. Um, and um, we will um, go to that in just a minute. Um we're uh, let me let me look this up. I have some notes here. I'd like to talk to you about it. And uh, I'm going to answer this email. Believe it or not, I'm being rude. I'm going to interrupt this and answer. A part. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm inviting somebody to come and drop in on our show and maybe even talk a little bit. Uh, I'm saying, doing the show, drop in, drop in and chat. He's a fellow hoodoo psychic. I want him to come in and talk to us. Uh, um. So why don't we just talk about that? Yeah, come on in and talk to us, man. That'd be great. So our crystal of the week is is very interesting. Um, it is um, uh, a crystal. Oh, I didn't change it. Um, I'm sorry about that. It says our, our crystal's brain malachite. That's not what our crystal of the week is at all. Um, now, why does it say that? I changed it. I changed it when I did this. Um uh, Goodness, spirits are working on us, isn't it? Um, our crystal of the week is actually a crystal uh, known as a TV, known as TV crystal, um, and um, it's a very interesting crystal. Um, why did it not change that? It's called it's ulexite, U L E X I T E, and there's actually a picture of it uh, in the slideshow. And ulexite is a, um, a very interesting. A uh, crystal that's composed of very tightly packed fibrous crystals that act as optical fibers, and it's called TV rock because it has these very unusual optical characteristics. It's uh, almost entirely transparent along its uh, vertical axes, along its uh, horizontal axes. It looks like a milky rock, and if you put it over text, for instance, it will transmit the text up to the uh, surface of it if the rock is polished. 
the, it'll look like the text or the picture is on top of the rock because of this fibrous uh, optical fiber principle. So it's sometimes called TV rock. And uh, its metaphysical properties, therefore, helps with vision, such as clairvoyance and having uh, prophetic vision. And it's also said to help eyesight and uh, glaucoma and uh, help with healing properties involving eyesight. Now, if you make an elixir of it, don't drop it in water. It'll dissolve away. Uh, it's like chalk. It'll dissolve away, and you won't have you won't have anymore. So you make an elixir of it, put it in a glass or put it in a bottle, seal it, and submerge, submerge that in your water and leave it out in the sun or the moon for a while and let the water absorb its characteristics uh, that way. And uh, then you can use the elixir to anoint yourself, anoint others, anoint the chakra, um, etc. Now, being a white or whitish or transparent crystal, this will work on your soul star chakra or your crown chakra and uh, help with your psychic visions and connecting with angelic, supernatural spirit beings, uh, extraterrestrial and extra-dimensional beings. So this is Ulexite. And uh, I'm very sorry that's not reflected in the uh, the uh, episode. I'm going to go in there right now and change that. This is a very strange evening we're having. I'm just going in there right now and change that. I did that right now. So there you go, Ulexite. You can see the spelling right there. There you go. There's a picture of it in the slideshow, too. So there, there you go. In the Crystal Silence League, it's been our uh, custom since we started this uh, rollicking adventure uh, four seasons ago. We're in our fourth year now. Um, we're currently now the longest-running show on the LMC network next to the mother show, the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo or Hour, which is actually a 90-minute show. And uh, uh, we're the second-longest-running show on the LMC network. We're going strong, gasping for air, but going strong. And it's been my custom to read aloud prayers from our prayer page. If you go to uh, crystalsilenceleague.org and go to the prayer page, uh, you can post prayers there. It was the custom of Mr. Conlon to have people send them in by postcard and letter, and he got hundreds of them. And he'd put a big pile of them and put his crystal ball on top of that pile and pray for all the members of the Crystal Silence League. And you can go there, member or not and post a prayer, and prayer is always free, and we ask you to do it anonymously. Don't post names there, because we, the pastors will go in there and take the name out. You can do, like, first name, you know, like Tommy C. or Becky J., but don't put the full name. Uh, we like to keep anonymity there. We're like a 12-step program. You know, keep it anonymous. Don't out anybody, because um, we'll go in there and change it. Uh, I had to go in there earlier today and change a few, in fact, that were reported, so let's Keep it anonymous, and I, I don't call out your names. You can put your name on the uh, uh, request because that's not posted. We we uh, pastors who have access to the secret underbelly of it, we can see it. I see your names. Oh, I see your pictures and your names, and the, uh, a lovely crew you are too. I see family pictures, and uh, some of these are heartbreaking, um, and we pray for you, and prayers are often answered. Uh, miracles do occur in the Crystal Silence League. We hear about them every day. And uh, spiritual intervention is a very powerful force in the world. We, we pray every day for improvement and for miracles. Um, we don't call the names out, though. I, I identify them by prayer number. And if you recognize your number, God bless you. So let's start prayer ID 69172, who prays for financial improvement and for her and her family to prosper in 2018, and she prays, My prayer is for me and my family to have enough money to pay our bills and get the things we want and need throughout the year 2018. My prayer is for us to prosper this year and not live in lack and want. Amen. And prayer ID 69171, who says, Thank you, God, Goddess of Venus, St. Martha, and Holy Spirit for having YM in my life. And she prays, I'm grateful that we're together. Thank you for listening to my prayers. Please keep away all evils and obstacles. Remove any curses. Make my house be safe and protected with me and YM. I love this man dearly. 
Please let YM and I spend lots of time together. Let us be each other's only love. In Jesus' name, amen. Then we have prayer ID 69170, who prays for success in matters of finance, business, and money, and prays immediately open the flow of all financial channels for money to support business success. Amen. Prayer ID 69169, who prays, my relationship with, let's call him T, is going so well, but he has an ex-girlfriend who's trying to move in on him after 20 years. He calls her crazy, but she tries to entice him with offers of meeting his favorite band and job offers so they can work together. Oh, she's conniving. I need her and all others to stay away and for him to be willing and able to ignore her advances and be faithful to me. Amen. Give this man strength to resist this Jezebel. Prayer ID 69168. Pray to cut and clear ST and EJB from one another. I'm so grateful to you guys here at SCL or CSL. Don't know what I do without this service. Bless you all, and we're glad to be here. Prayer ID 69167. Please pray that my husband resist temptation and respect the fact that he is a husband and father by not engaging in behavior that disrespects his marriage, his children, nor me, his wife. I am a loving, beautiful, supportive, and loving wife who is entitled to the respect and faithfulness that he promised on the altar in oath. Amen. And you know, this is a fact. I'm going to preach a little bit. When you make a promise, you should keep it. When you make a promise, you should keep it, and that is the marital vow. You make a promise to yourself, and you make a promise to the great spirit, God. And it doesn't matter how bad the marriage gets. It's not an excuse. It doesn't matter if the other partner cheats on you. It's not an excuse. You made a promise. You should not renege on that promise until you go through the divorce procedure. It doesn't matter if you're going through a divorce. The marriage is not over until it's over. You made a promise. Brothers and sisters, keep that promise because if you don't, if you break that promise, you've broken something in yourself that you can never fix. I don't care how unhappy you are. I don't care if the other partner broke that promise. Two wrongs do not make a right. That is the law. Keep your promises. Keep your word. Your word is all you have in this life. Keep it. Prayer ID 69166. Please pray for the Lord to expose the evilness of R.M., all his wicked deeds that hurt people. Pray for his mom to know what he has been up to. His mom is a child of God, and she has no idea the wicked evilness her son is up to. Oh, my goodness gracious. Pray ready, 69164. Uh, may S dwell in the middle of infinite abundance. The abundance of God is her infinite source. The river of life never stops flowing. It flows through her into lavish expression. May good come to her through unexpected avenues. And God works in a myriad of ways to bless, protect, and guide her. Please help her heal and release any blocks in her mind, body, or emotions. Please help her and her soulmate follow your divine guidance that leads them to find each other. Amen. That's a good one. Prayer ID 69163. Prayer that obstacles and jinxes placed in my path causing financial delays be removed quickly. Any restrictions, jinxes, curses be returned to my enemies, and my money and finances be well protected and stay with me. Amen. Prayer ID 69162. Help pray that Still Point Lama Sanctuary wins the 2018 Fat Tuesday Parade of Service. Hello, I volunteer for a nonprofit llama rescue. We have been selected in our local community for a parade. The winning floats get 3000 2000 and 1000 for the top three prizes. Please pray that we win 100% of that money that goes to the llamas. Thank you very much. Amen. And I love llamas. And they should get that money. I love the little animals of all kinds. Prayer ID 69161. Oh, that's a repeat. Prayer ID 69159. Dear Father God, you know B, and he is a great lawyer. Help him with the cases before him such that all settle for the benefit of his injured clients. And I ask that this happens in February 2018. Also that the judge helps him in the cases against the bank and a foreclosure. Bring more clients to him and let Dr. M also, he is a good friend to him, 
In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Let us... Okay, wait a minute. I know this person. This is someone I know. Let's add one more. Prayer ID 69158. I pray for all cross conditions, jinxes, curses, blockages, evil in any way, shape, or form to be removed from me in all areas of my life so that all obstacles are cleared for me to get a job, others successfully, very soon. Amen. I just happen to know that person. Let's take just a moment of silent prayer and meditation for all those in need of comfort and succor. Amen. Well, we're here tonight to talk about spirits again, and uh, <clears throat> I found this is a fascinating topic and one that many people are interested in, and people ask me a lot about spirits, and I want to tell you, spirits are everywhere. And uh, I was at Waffle House this morning, and they were talking about <clears throat> spirits, and I said, uh, I said, there's someone named George associated with this place, and they said, yeah, we have a spirit here, and his, his name is George, and I said, now, George... Uh, knocks stuff over, right? And they said, yeah, he does. I said, well, he doesn't throw things at you, though. And they said, no, he doesn't. And I said, well, spirits will knock things over to get attention. And when you pay attention to a spirit, they, they, they're they energized by that. When you pay attention to anything, you're giving your energy to it. And so uh, when spirits are moving things or knocking things over, they're asking for attention. It doesn't mean that they're harmful. Now, when they're throwing things at you, especially if it's hurting you, they're angry spirits. And I'll tell you that angry people attract angry spirits, and vice versa. Angry spirits attract angry people. And this explains quite a bit when you think about it, um, <clears throat> why some people are angry and violent and the attitude around them. And you notice that uh, towns and cities can have spirits. Um, you can go – when you travel, you go to a certain town or a city, and you think there's something eerie here. Uh, and those towns will attract – people uh i always when i say this i always think of gary indiana uh everybody's got a gary indiana story and it's never a good one and you know god bless gary indiana there's just something weird going on there and there are towns that have a vortex uh, geographical vortexes that attract spiritual people uh both light spiritual people and dark spiritual people and there seems to be a battle for balance between the light and the dark going on. And the spirits act through people. That's one thing about spirits. They do act through people. That's the basis of a lot of the magic we do. Um, we, we know that spirits act through people. Uh, you know, if you jinx somebody and a piano falls on them, the spirits don't make the piano fall on them. They, they nudge them. You know, the guy's sitting there drinking a beer, watching a football game, and the spirits nudge him and go, hey, 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 go get, go to the corner grocery store and buy a pack of smokes. And then he walks under 
where the piano is about to fall, right? You know, you do a money blessing. They can't make a lottery ticket, a winning lottery ticket, appear. They can't turn a losing lottery ticket into a winning lottery ticket. But they nudge the the other guy who's wa- drinking a beer, watching a football game, and say, "Hey, hey, hey, get up and go buy a pack of smokes." You know, so he's gonna go, "Hey, buy a lottery ticket." You know, you know, give me a pack of smokes and a lottery ticket. And that's the he scratches it off, and it's the one that's good for ten thousand dollars. But they can't turn a losing lottery ticket into a winning lottery ticket. You know, that's not possible. So it's opportunism, and spirits act through other people. So they uh, they will manipulate and control and nudge. And uh, now I guess some spirits could. I'm not going to say they can't. You know, there are some very very powerful spirits, but mostly they, they work through people. And so when we're Doing work with spirits, a lot of times what's happening is the spirits are controlling people and causing ripples. The, you know what happens in the spiritual world has ripples into the physical world, and uh, they can cause illnesses and they can cause violent events through people. Um, and you see it, you see that happening quite often. So angry people will attract angry spirits, and angry spirits can attract angry people. Um, you know, as above, so below. There are many ramifications of that law, many ramifications. It's like a magnet attracting steel. So um, there are always spirits. Some places, there are so many spirits, you can't sort through them. You can't you walk into some places, and there's so many spirits, you can't tell. All, all you feel are spirits, and you don't know the good from the bad or the uh, high spirits from the low spirits. You just can't tell. So... Um, I, it's like I say, it's like being in a fortress. You you guard yourself. Uh, you put up a guard, watch guards, and you don't worry about it. If you have proper spiritual watch guards, you don't even have to worry about what kind of spirit is around. And then you open the door, and uh, you say, "What's the password?" Uh, swordfish. Okay, you can come in. You only invite in those spirits that you want, and mostly you want for lack of a better word, the good spirits, right? Mostly. Now, there are times, though, in certain types of magical situations when you might want a dark spirit to come in. But when you do, you bind him. You know, you may have a a, a, a magical circle or a magical object that controls the spirit, and uh, that spirit is contained within that circle. And he he cannot escape that circle or that magical object. Now, I'm I'm going to tell you that's very risky, and um, you better know what you're doing if you do that. That's not something for amateurs to do. That's not something for many pros to do. And I'm going to tell you that on the rare occasions I've done that, um, I've done it with the help of uh, very very knowledgeable friends, and um, it's just not the sort of thing you do lightly. I mean, there there. A lot of people go at it and ceremonial magic who mess with that kind of thing. Uh, you know, like you and I would go to a movie or something as a lark. I, I man, I just don't. Um, I just don't do it. The um, the first pinnacle of Saturn is often used. Um, um, the uh, sixth pinnacle of Saturn um, is often used for uh, aiming demonic spirits at. Other people, um, there's um, um, oh gosh, there's so many of them you can use. Um, the uh, um, the third pentacle of Jupiter is used to protect yourself from evil spirits. Uh, I've, I've drawn those on my windows uh, many times. The um, I'll, I'll tell you that there are um, pentacles that are used to um, uh, the fifth pinnacle of Mars is sometimes used for controlling evil spirits. Um, why, why am I telling you this? You'll be looking on the internet trying to summon up Lucifer or something. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's uh, uh, just just uh, a number of these that can be um, um, uh, used for um, binding and controlling dark spirits and you know why you do this well for information sometimes you you might want to uh, 
uh, summon a dark spirit and get information. Uh, you know, if somebody has uh, put a dark spirit on you, for instance, you might want to bind it and say, okay, who, who's doing this and, you know, what's the purpose? Or you might want to get magical information from them. Uh, and I'm going to tell you that in, in many of these situations, you've got a limited number of questions you're allowed to ask them. And like three or five or seven questions, and after that, they're they're bound to tell you the truth up to that limit, and then after that, they can tell you anything they want, and they may give you information that's dangerous to you. So you have to know the rules for this type of uh, summoning. My advice is just don't even do it. Don't even mess with dark spirits. Uh, some people find it, uh, you know, erotic or uh, really erotic, sexually exciting, uh, or uh, it's thrilling to walk in the shadows like that. Um, I find it very risky. Um, and, you know, the rule is don't call up something you don't know how to put back down. Uh, I'm reminded of Intranquil Spirit, for instance. Uh, a lot of times people call me and say, yeah, I called up Intranquil Spirit to uh, torment my boyfriend. You know, he broke up with me and went with this other girl. And I said, so you called up a, a hell being to uh, punish a guy because he didn't want to be your boyfriend? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like a high school girl or something. And, yeah, now the spirit won't go away. And then then you got the task of <clears throat> trying to get this uh, stalker spirit and put it back down because basically, you know, over a love spat. And, you know, you are allowed to break up with somebody, Right. If you don't want to date somebody, especially apparently somebody who's a little bit crazy, um, you're allowed to do that. There's nothing wrong with that. So a lot of times these situations have the seeds of their own uh, destructive influence. And this is what I mean about spirits. You know, angry people attract angry spirits, and they don't want to go away. So – Controlling your spiritual influences is very important. Um, not only are you going to be working um, the spirits that you work with, a lot of times you'll be working with spirits that just visit you. Uh, uh, magical work attracts spirits. You'll, you'll be cooking up a love potion, and spirits will come out and go, what's going on here? You send out a beacon, and you send out a beacon in every direction. So... Uh, a lot of times people say, yeah, I'm seeing spirits. You know, what's this spirit up to? Why is this uh, – my cameras, uh, security cameras, especially the, the animal ones, uh, infrared, they'll capture spirits. You'll, you'll, what's this spirit doing? Is somebody putting it on me? And so, have you been burning candles and doing magic? Yeah, well, they're just curious. Sometimes they come by. And, uh, and uh, people are very – their security cameras capture all kinds of things. They say, what is this? Is, is it a curse? Is somebody put – I just think it's curious. Uh, they'll capture little pixies and uh, um, little spirits walking around, and uh, it's very easy to think, well, why is it here? A lot of times they're just curious. They, they see magic going on, and they're attracted to it. Um, um, understand that there are um, different parts of us. There's physical, astral, uh, ethereal, um, souls and the astral body is um, one of the parts of us that actually does the magic and we have to be very familiar with this and the um, you have to understand that um, okay what are the influences that actually affect us Um, um, we have this intangible part of us um, it's, it, that intermingles with the physical part. The astral body, uh, the soul, these intermingle with the physical part. And astral actually means stellar um, because it's supposed to have a response to the movement of the stars and planets. Now, many of the thoughts and influences that affect the astral body is believed to be astrological. So a lot of the art and practice of astrology is based upon the influence of the stars and planets. Um, And this is 
not the effect on our physical body, but on the astral body. This is part of the theory of astrology. So um, uh, the idea is that the stars have some compelling factor on it. So if you're going to be in control of your own thoughts and actions, you have to be self-governing. You got to be beyond the influence of the planets and the stars. And so, when people are talking to me, they say, "Well, you know, I'm a Pisces with Aquarius moon, and they're not, they're not, they have not transcended their own horoscope." And this is a magical technique. You transcend the astral influence. Now, there are techniques for doing this, and if you look at it, maybe I'll do a series of programs on this, but to be completely in control of your magical process, you have to transcend the astral influences. You have to, you have to free your astral body from the influence of the stars and planets. You have to transcend your horoscope, and this means if you do this, you will lose all interest in astrology. Now, I don't want to put any astrologers out of work because I think it's important to be aware of what's going on astrologically. Uh, you can perform powerful magic with the astrological influences, but you're no longer going to uh, say things like, you know, I'm an Aquarius with uh, Jupiter, Moon, and, Ast- and Uranus. It won't make, make any difference to you. You'll be free of that. You free your astral body. It's called transcending your horoscope. It will no longer have any influence over you. And to, to be the strongest magician you can, you, you unchain yourself from any outside influence, including magical influence. This is very advanced magic. And when you do this too, you won't be affected by spirits. Spirits won't be nudging and pushing and compelling you. And do you understand what I'm telling you when you can do this? This means nobody can throw on you. Nobody will be able to throw on you. Your astral body will be completely protected from being thrown on. Now, very powerful magicians can, but why would a powerful magician go after you anyway? You know, you're not fucking Nostradamus or anybody. What can they get from you? Um, but, you know, these petty spiritual wars, uh, it, it won't make any difference. Um, the blessings that people can steal from you are minor. You don't have, you know, unless you become Simon Magus or somebody, you're not going to attract the attention of these uh, super powerful magi. So, <clears throat> If you learn to free your astral body, shake it loose, you see, you won't have to worry about this. You won't have to worry about Mercury retrograde, Venus retrograde, uh, Mars retrograde. It won't have any effect on you. You won't have to protect yourself from it. And you won't have to protect yourself from the myriad of petty wizardry going on around you. You won't have to worry about it if uh, a negative being a negative spirit comes around you. Now, demonic spirits are another story, but they're very rare. True demonic spirits are very rare. Uh, a lot of times people say, well, I think there's demonic activity around me. You look into it, it's, it's a human spirit. Non-human spirits, very rare. You know, people who can conjure up demons, very, God, you know how powerful, you know what the ancient guys used to have to go through? The training and the discipline and the sacrifices and uh, the process the, the, and the the magical ceremonies it took to breach a portal and, and bring a demon through. You know what they had to go through. You, you don't buy a book on Amazon and learn to do that. Those ceremonies are uh, really hard. You got to be a a master of spirits to do that. And uh, and the demons that uh, exist in this realm are very rare, very rare, and they don't just toy around. You know, you don't say, "Yeah, demon, I want, uh, you know, I want to make some money, and I'd like to uh, be president of the United States." You know, whatever. There's a huge price, um, a huge amount of magical energy it takes. You know, the Earth would quake. It's, you know, a demonic force, not like you see in the movies. Not like seeing the, you know, do research on that and just see what it really takes. And you know these stories where they go into a house, they go, oh, there's a demonic force in here. It's possessed a ten year old girl. Those are not, those are, you know, Pazuzu in The Exorcist. Uh, Pazuzu, The Exorcist is based on an actual case. And uh, 
uh, that's a very interesting case because a lot of the skeptics have tried to say it was schizophrenia and stuff. Uh, read the priest's account about the little boy, the 12-year-old boy who was possessed by Pazuzu. Pazuzu was not a demon. Pazuzu was a genie. Pazuzu was a jinn. Not a demon, but a jinn. Now, there are jinns. There are genies, you know, jinns, afrites, or dibuks. And they're very, they're awful. They're awful dark spirits, but they're not demons. And, uh, you know, the legend was that demons were crafted uh, from uh, flameless or smokeless flame or flameless smoke. I forget. But um, dibuks or demon, dibuks or jinns, awful. And Pazuzu was not a demon, but a jinn. And that's a very different story. Let's come back after station identification and we'll talk a little bit more about um, what I find is a very um, uh, fascinating uh, branch of this. We'll talk a little bit about Blackhawk too. Maybe. Yeah, we have time. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6, Fit and Foxy, Madame Nadia and Jaya Danya, Wednesdays, 6 to 7, and The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Oh, hey, and we're back. Um, I need to look in, check in here on our chat room. There we are. And you know, we have a, a call in number, <clears throat> and it's rare that we ever get a caller, but our call in number is uh, 657-383-0525 if you want to call with questions or comments or uh, uh, whatever. And you know right now, I don't know if it's right now or not, the State of the Union address is on, and uh, I'm happy not to be watching it. I would rather share a toothbrush with a leper than watch the State of the Union address right now. And I'm happy to see that there are people listening to the show rather than listening to the State of the Union address. I would rather have my intestines pulled out through my rectum with a hook than watch the State of the Union address right now. And I could spend the rest of the 20 minutes of the show coming up with more colorful and painful metaphors of what I'd rather be doing than watch the State of the Address right now. I feel my IQ would be lowered by 50 points by watching that. And I would want to break a 30-year um, sober streak <laughs> if I watched that uh, frustrating uh, event but let's talk a little bit more about this um, uh, spirits of the dead exist or live or uh, function in the same uh, non-physical um, domain in which our astral being live we talked a whole lot about the the astral body uh, several weeks or months ago um how the astral body exists in a very subtle form in the spirit realm, and that the astral body is not the same thing as the soul. The astral there in the ancient occult beliefs, there there are seven different bodies that we have, and the physical body is one, the soul is one, and the astral body is another. But the astral body lives more or less in the same uh, domain or realm as the spirit does. Now, the spirits have an astral existence. They don't have a physical existence. So they can only really influence the thoughts of those who are uh, more or less uh, unknowingly under the sway of whatever forces influence the astral uh, phenomena of the universe. So... Um, that's the only realm that spirits can influence, the non-physical. Now, these, um, these uh, uh, bundles of emotional energy that we send out that we call thoughts, um, and thoughts are basically emotional in origin. Um, thoughts also are projected through channels in the astral 
plane. This is how we do projective work. This is how we communicate um, our desires in projection. Um, our, our thoughts and our will uh, are projected through the astral plane. Uh, so our um, and I understand that thoughts are not necessarily the domain of an individual. Uh, groups can have thoughts, uh, conceptions. For instance, uh, when you think about the United States of America, that thought form or thought wave is shared by an entire country. If you think about family, that conception is shared by an entire family. And those conceptions have emotional energy. And these can influence actions. Um, they also energize the astral plane where spirits live. So these thought forms can influence people. And when you enter that energy field, it will influence your thoughts. This is why there's an oppressive sense in some areas. You enter a haunted house where something bad has happened, where injured spirits exist. You go, you can feel if you're empathetic at all, you say something bad happened here. Your thought forms, your thought energy is being affected. Your astral form is being affected by the spiritual energy in that house. Do you understand? And, uh, um, you know, it's it's enough to say, I'm sensing something bad here, but this is the mechanism. This is what's happening. Your your astral form is connecting to the spiritual energy there. It's affecting you on the astral plane, and this is how the uh, astrological energy works as well. Now, you're not helpless, though. So many people I talk to are helpless for this. You know, they say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm empathetic. I'm helpless when I'm around people that are hurting. I'm around people that are sad. No, you're not. You're not. You can you can shake yourself free from this uh, with some exercises by understanding how it works because if you're that empathetic, then spirits have total control over you. So if you're going to work with spirits, you have to really be utter and utter mastery of of your astral being. So um, now in magical practice, when we're casting spells, we are constructing thought forms uh, deliberately, um, logically, with great intention, and we're casting them out. That's why you cast a spell. We are constructing thought forms of willpower with magical intent and casting them out. This is taught in every magical practice. I don't care what tradition you're in. You're constructing a thought form through some ceremony, through some ritual, and casting it out. And, you're ca and it's along the astral channel. From what You're attempting to influence the actions of another person by constructing a thought form an intention and sending it out. So now this can be used greatly to your advantage with the assistance of spirits and it can be used to your advantage to protect yourself from any negative in, any negative spiritual influence from spirits or from somebody using spirits. Now it's uh it's said in root work that uh, controlling spirits is the essence of root work, protecting your spirits keep catching a spirit or keeping your spirit from being caught. Um, and uh, that's the essence of root work, controlling spirits, protecting your spirit, trying to catch someone else's spirit or keeping your spirit from being caught. Um, that's what it says in, in uh, Henry Middleton Hyatt's book. Um, so you have to build a strong uh, intention surrounding your ancestral shrine a strong wall, a fortress of intention that indicates this shrine is sacred. This is sacred ground. This is, and I hate to use the term, but sacred space. What does space mean? But this area is sacred. It's indomitable. It is inviolable. And it, is, it belongs to the ancestors your intention cannot be weak here, and this is done through sheer intention. It's done by strength of thought, strength of will, and once you've obtained your spirit's um, shared intention, you've created a wall 
not only uh, by yourself, but also of your spiritual family. And now you share this uh, intention, and you've obtained spirits not only of uh, not only working spirits, but uh, they if they don't if they're not uh, spirits of divination themselves, they they can go out and find other spirits who are spirits of divination. Now you've got a working group, not only of you but of your spirits. You've got a working family that acts. Uh, I see it acts. It acts like a corporation. You have uh, worker spirits. You have divination spirits. You have executive spirits. Um, you've carefully built this system of spirits that each have different functions. They all work well together. Uh, you may have a boss spirit. In my case, it's my great-grandmother, you know, it's grandma, grandma, who organizes and rules everybody with an iron fist, basically, and, and, and gets together and says, okay, what do we do about this client? What do we do about this client? What do we do about this case? And this case is done. We've got to just let this one go. It's done. And, uh, you know, this one, we have to do this about, you know, once a week, you know, you look it over, what do we do about this case? What do we do about this case? Do we let this one go? Do we keep it, you know, what, what? What direction we take this case in? Well, we need Victor to do this. You know, we need Chaka to do this. We need uh, um, we need uh, Nama to do this and and this. And then we need this piece. We're missing information here. We got to go get this information. And then you have these spirits. They can do so much more than you can do by yourself. So much more than your uh, tarot cards can do for you. And uh, they built this wall of intention. And then they sniff around and go, okay, there's somebody trying to work against us here, you know, somebody of jealous intention working against us. What do we do about it? Do we ignore it? Do we push them away? Do we uh, uh, take aggressive action against them? Are they a serious threat? Are they not? You see, this is very useful. Do we, how do we respond to this? Do we go in through the side door? Is it a frontal assault or do we sneak in like a ninja through the side door, plant, you know, a, a time bomb to go off a week from now and sneak out. Uh, you see, very useful. You can do so much more with uh, familiar spirits than you can just by yourself. So now, so spirits living in this astral plane are still influenced by thoughts uh, that were left there when they were alive. You know, their life still affects them, even though sometimes they don't remember what happened in their life, but their actions, their intentions <clears throat> still exists. You learn this uh, in New Thought, that there are these vortexes of thought that are set into motion when you're alive that last for a long time, and they can outlive the person who set them into motion if your willpower is strong enough. So, um, uh, so as long as you have your um, altar in place, uh, some of your spirits who may have left themselves open for uh, attack are protected. So one of the things you can offer your spirits uh, is protection from enemies. And yet that happens in the spirit world. You can have spirits that have maintained grudges. They may have even forgotten what it was about, what the fight was about. All they know is you have two spirits, they meet, and they go, you know, you know, you so-and-so, you SOB, and they're, they're out to fight with each other. You can you can offer spirit A, you know your ancestor. You know I'll put you in this. You know if you'll come work with me in my altar, I'll protect you from you know <laughs> you know your enemy. He can't get to you. That's one one uh, bargaining chip you can have. You know you, you find a very powerful ancestor. You know who was really good at something. You know maybe maybe you say you know this guy was great uh, great at divination. He was great at getting information. You know, he was uh, very sneaky, very good at spying on people, and getting information, very persistent. Um, uh, he'd be very a very good working spirit. Um, what do you have to offer him? Well, you know, I'll give you. You know, you like liquor, you like tobacco, you like candy. I'll give you some of that, but also I'll give you protection. You know, you know your brother-in-law that you know you slept with his wife and he's out to get you. Uh, I'll uh, I'll keep him away from you. I'll make sure he doesn't get to you. We'll keep him away. You know, go, hey, that's a good, I, you mean I can have peace and quiet? You know, yeah, I'll give you lots of peace and quiet, man. We'll keep him away. Then, hey, it's a deal. And this does work. So um, you learn um, you learn to make a deal. And that seems silly, doesn't it, in the spirit world? 
that that kind of stuff goes on, you learn. That's that it does. It really does. Um, so, um, when you when you look into this and you meditate a lot, um, you can learn just how much your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions are affected by forces that are outside of you. And once you're aware of that, you begin to learn how to control them. Um, and it's surprising to me how passive so many people are to this. They just accept it. And I'm going to tell you, if you're a willing participant in this, ask yourself why. You know, if you're saying, oh, yeah, you know, I'm very passive because I'm a Pisces and Pisces are passive. You don't have to be. You don't have to be. My mom, who was a very good astrologer, uh, used to quote from one of her old astrology books, uh, the stars impel, they don't compel. And I think that's very good advice. And if you consult with an astrologer, um, it, it can warn you. It can say, okay, you're about to enter a time of financial challenge or something. Um, you say, okay, then I'm going to make sure I don't. You know, it's it's a warning. It's not, uh, you know, people ask me, is there free will or predestination? Yes, there's both. I mean, there are some things I believe that's in a script. There's a script, and that script we're going to play out. And there, are some things within that script though you can improvise. You you have some you have some free will. You can improvise. One thing in that script is you're going to die. You're going to be born and you're going to die. Uh, sometimes. Someone like me can tell you some other things that are in that script um, sometimes. But, you know, a lot of the stuff you do, the, the ceremonies, magical ceremonies, are attempts to change the future. And uh, sometimes you can. You know, you see a divination, and you see that something's coming up, and then you might try to work a route to change that. And, you know, you're, you're trying to change the future. That's what – and people say, can you tell me if we do this uh, – it will work this route. If we're going to do this route work, can you tell me if it will work? And, uh, you know, no, I can't because we're trying to change this outcome. You know, if you don't do it, this is going to happen. I can't tell you if I'm going to do it, if it's, you know, if, you know, if it's going to make your, your, your guy come back, if it's going to make your girl come back, you know, that's what we're trying to do. <laughs> you know, we're trying to change. If we don't do it, no, no, they won't. You know, if we do do it, maybe. That's what we're trying to work for. We're trying to change the future. Um, you know, you're about to get fired. Well, if you do this, will I not get fired? Well, we're trying to change that future. You know, that's what we're working for. We're petitioning the spirits to work on your boss so your boss will relent. We're trying to change that future. And, uh, you know, that's that's where you work in the spirit world. We're trying to control on the astral plane and affect the boss's thought forms. So that's how that works. And um, so there are primary there are some primary influences on human thought. There's the uh, the horoscopal, right? The astrological influences. Um, then there's thoughts that are that come from uh, thought influences, thought forms, thought objects. Um, Either your own or outside thoughts, you know we call we call that uh, um, uh, silent influence, which I talk about a great deal, by the way, in my book Crystal Magic. Silent influence, how you can influence others at a distance, and um, thoughts that originate from entities that exist in the astral field or the astral plane. And these can be spirits or other entities. Not all entities that exist in the astral uh, plane, astral field, or astral universe are spirits. There are other things that live in there. And I'm not sure what all of them are. Maybe angels live in the astral universe. They're non-physical. Maybe devils. But there, there are things that live in there that are not spirits. So the astral universe... Um, have 
as part of the non-physical entities, um, human spirits and things that, that were never meant to be, never never been human. I'm not talking about animals, uh, animal spirits, but there are uh, – well, there are elementals. You know, you know what I mean by elementals? Uh, uh, elementals, okay, gosh, we only have a few minutes. Um, there's uh, There are ancient – uh, ideas of how the universe is created. Uh, the elementals are earth, air, fire, and water. And these are not things like when you strike a match and there's fire. Fire is the very essence of heat. Air is the very essence of movement. Earth is the very essence of solidity. Water is the very essence of fluidity. And these are living elements and it was it is the very spirit of these elements that exist in the astral plane they're elementals and they are sentient so uh, we'll talk about that at another time because this ties into uh, Buddhism and Hinduism as well um, but I'm, I'm going to tell you that there's magics that that uh, control and summon these elementals, and that oh, that's a whole another uh, whole another branch of working. Uh, angels may exist in the astral plane. Divine spirits, divinities, maybe the gods exist in the astral plane, um, and um, uh, so um, there there uh, there are uh, quite possibly uh, that whole uh, pantheon of. Uh, uh, deities and saints, um, so not not just spirits, not just spirits. So there's all of these all of these uh, various entities and uh, deities and things exist in the astral plane. And understand that your astral body, which influences your thoughts, can be affected by this. So it's no wonder why uh, people of certain temperaments. Um, are affected strongly why people see spirits, why people see non-human entities, and why some people of delicate temperament are completely fractured by the things they, by the experiences they have. Um, and this is why I say tread tread softly. Magic's not for everybody, and um, it takes a, a strong constitution. It takes a delicate touch. And it takes a thick skin um, to withstand some of the trials and tribulations of working in the magical field. Um, for some of us, it's, it's not that, that much choice. You know, they say that, uh, you know, the saying, uh, some are born great, some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them. Uh, some are born with magic, some achieve magic, and some have magic thrust upon them. Uh, for some of us, there was never a choice. Um, I, I saw spirits when I was young. I saw lights around people when I was young. And uh, I, if I told people about it, they thought I was crazy. And I thought I was crazy. Maybe I am crazy. I don't know. I, I see my I see my cat out of the corner of my eye right now. And I saw I saw her today. And uh, I I still do. And uh, you know my you know my cat's been dead. So. I see, I see her a lot, and I believe it's because she wants me to know that she's okay. And um, I see spirits a lot. And um, I'll tell you that back in the 80s, where I live right now, there were people committed to the chronic war, ward of the local state mental asylum because they saw spirits. My um, great-grandmother... Uh, Bessie died in the state mental hospital because she saw spirits and she's buried in an unmarked grave. We don't know where she's buried. That's what they did with mental patients because she saw spirits. So you've got to be very, very careful. Um, we'll talk about more of this next week. Not about people dying in mental hospitals, but about seeing spirits. Uh, love you guys. See you next week.